When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Morning, Auburn family, and welcome back to Inside the Jungle, your source for Auburn men's basketball analysis and discussion on the E2C Network. This is a this is a mega podcast that we got going here. On a, we're recording this Sunday night after after the big final week of the regular season in college basketball as we head into conference tournaments. And uh, this time next week, we will we will know the field of 68 to go into March Madness. And uh, to do that, to talk about the, uh, the Mississippi State game, South Carolina game, all things going around college basketball and Auburn men's basketball and uh, your SEC champions, I brought in my dad and co-host again. Dad, this is a big one, and I'm excited for it. Uh, I can't wait. I've been looking forward to this one for a while, maybe a couple of years, actually, looking forward to the uh, SEC champs, outright champs. Nobody else can claim it. Yeah. Number one seed in the tournament starting – we start Thursday. That's right. We'll, we'll be or talking Friday. about – We start Friday. Sorry, yeah, we, we start, start Friday. You're, we don't play right. till Friday. You're right. We will talk about the SEC tourney here in a little bit. Oh, first, I want to talk about, you know, before we get into the two games that Auburn played this week – I, I want to talk about how do you lose at home in Coach K's final game? At, at, not even – it wasn't like a fluke. North Carolina was just better. Get these stuffings out of them. I, look, I'm a, a – both of us are North Carolina-like fans. I, I've been a fan of North Carolina basketball for a long time now. The, the Sweet 16 game put me in a swirl. Obviously, I was rooting for the Tigers, but that put me through a swirl. Uh, you know, as a North Carolina fan, I, woo, I, I I didn't know what to think of that Sweet 16 game when, you know, Auburn literally could throw it out mm. of their butt and it went in. <laughs> but, look, <laughs> Saturday was so enjoyable for me. And I'm sure it was for all – for you and for all of the oh North Carolina God. fans and most of the country thought this was absolutely hilarious. If you weren't a Duke fan, you thought this was absolutely hilarious that they lost yeah. and coach coach K will go out in a losing streak in his on his court. <laughs> and and sure enough it's North Carolina and Hubert Davis that got it done. So so I did not think it could be done. And you said Carolina's gonna win. And I said, no, they're not. There's so much on this. And and it was really I was I, I could not have been happier that the game in front of it went into overtime. Yeah. So I didn't have to watch all the coach K stuff. By the time it switched over, it had started already. So yeah. we didn't have to see coach K walk out and, yeah. and everybody love all over him and ESPN love all over him. And, and Carolina beat that Duke team by scoring 55 second half points and did not substitute. They didn't substitute RJ Same Davis, five. Caleb Love. Brady Manick, Leaky Black, and Armando Baycott played all 20 minutes in the second half, and That's they unreal. scored 55 points to end 
Coach K's regular season. At run. Coach K court. There were people who paid thousands, thousands of thousands of dollars. Of, yeah. And they got and they watched them get beat. It, it, <laughs> yes. Quite so hilarious. yesterday was one of those days where Auburn wins, Carolina wins, and that other school across the other side of the state loses. So it was it Look, was a great what even day. yeah, it was a great basketball day. And that that's a great segment into what I want to talk about next. What in the world? What are they doing? I Look, what is J.D. Davidson? They actually thought that – people actually thought that J.D. Davidson was going to win freshman of the year this year in the SEC. <laughs> no. 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 He, yes. When they when they recruited him and got him from Auburn, Auburn wanted him as well. Yeah. But I, I heard a lot of Alabama fans say, I'd rather have Davidson than Smith. <laughs> and I'm like, you – Okay, you're gonna regret that. <laughs> we'll see. He's been playing in 3A basketball in South Alabama, and he, look, he's not ready. He, looks he needs lost. another year. He, yeah, he of course he does. Year. Yeah, and no, he, he needs looks, to he cut his hair. <laughs> yeah, I, I sorry, agree. I agree. No, but this where we've gone completely off. So we haven't even talked about Auburn yet. We're you know a few minutes into this podcast, but th- this is the fun that that amazing Saturday was and but what a week of basketball Auburn falls to number five in the AP poll after losing Tennessee last Saturday and uh and got two revenge W's to win the SEC outright and become your SEC regular season champions and go into the SEC tournament as a one seed with a win at Mississippi State in overtime and then a win at home in Neville Arena against South Carolina Big, big games for Auburn, big games. And let's uh, let's go ahead and break them down. So, so real quick, we lost to Tennessee last weekend, dropped to number five. There was a lot of consternation on the Auburn fan base. Mm-hmm. And Auburn knew then, in order to win this thing outright and not share it, we have to win two ball games, one on the road, one at home. Yeah. And it takes a lot of toughness to go out there and win both of those ball games the way they did. Uh, you and I went to the Mississippi State game, yeah. uh, as did a bunch <laughs> of Auburn fans. The whole upper deck was Auburn, and then the lower bowl was about half Auburn and half Mississippi State students. And <laughs> that was a that was a, a fun trip, but a late late night when it yeah. went into overtime. Yeah, a really really late night. We got back around one one fifteen in the morning in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. But it was. It was a fun – it was a great atmosphere. Lots and lots of Auburn fans, just like you said. Uh, probably – I there's prob- there was probably more Auburn people than Mississippi State people there. And uh, it was a great crowd. The Jungle brought, I think, two or three buses. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But, you know, in, the, in this game, uh, a fantastic start in this game. Mm-hmm. Zep with three straight threes or something like that. Jabari's hitting threes. Auburn jumps out to a 19-point lead, 39-20. to 20. And from then to about two minutes left in the game, this was all Mississippi State. And it, it was through the paint. And they had like, what, 50? Yeah, 50 points in the paint compared to Auburn's 24 points in the paint. And Auburn had no answer for Tolu's, or Tolu Smith. You know, they were guarding. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, Tolu Smith was doing whatever he wanted to do. Mississippi State did not hit a three in this game. They went 0 for 13. It was part of the reason that Auburn had such a great start is Mississippi State started jacking threes mm-hmm. to start off. And they're not a good three-point shooting team. They went 0 for 13 in this game. 
but a, a complete collapse against Mississippi State. You know, if that sounds familiar with the football team, <laughs> I, I look that was hard. Let's to not watch. do that. That's, <laughs> I thought we were about ready to do it again with a collapse against the against the Bulldogs, but no, Auburn answers this this comeback from Mississippi State gets this thing into overtime, has a chance to win it with Jabari at the final seconds, but uh, a, not a good possession, not a good look for, you know, every good look, every looks a good look for Smith. Pretty good for Jabari, not, yeah. <laughs> not the look that you could have gotten with him. Um, and then in overtime, I don't know what happened to Katie Johnson, but apparently he took steroids and completely took over and won the game for us. So it's a really weird game. Yeah. Scored 40 in the first half. Scored 21 in the second half and scored 20 in overtime. Yeah. So we went from scoring 21, a, a drought for Auburn. We go through these times sometimes where we can't, uh, where we can't seem to get the ball to go in the basket. I thought we were getting some good, decent looks. The problem is they were the wrong guys getting the looks. Yeah. They had Cambridge had several looks from that corner three that he will not turn down. Yeah. Um, uh, um, Flanagan had several looks. He made one that bounced around mid-range jumper that bounced around, went in, but he just did not. He turned it over several times, and it was it was a struggle. That the first half, when everything that flowed so smoothly stopped in the second half, and nothing flowed smoothly. That usually though, and and the guy calling the game Saturday. Uh, the guy that used to play at Tennessee made a good point in that South Carolina game. And I'm bringing it up here because usually if Auburn goes on a drought, our defense is good enough to make you go on the drought with us. And at Mississippi state in the second half, we didn't make them go on the drought with us. Mm -hmm. We went on a drought and they were getting layups. And that Smith, that Smith dude can play. Tolu Smith is a player. Yeah. He finished Uh, with 22 and 12 on the game. Yeah. Molinar is a really good player, but we Zepp Jasper had shut him down almost the entire game. For him to end up with 14, that's shutting uh, Molinar down. He's really good. Um, Brooks had 10, hit the shot that put him ahead in the middle, midway through the second half. They went up by as many as five. Uh, Jabari hit a gigantic three-pointer and then a gigantic mid-range two-pointer to tie it up. Um, got into overtime and you're right. I, I KD scored two points in the game and scored 12 more in overtime ended up with 14. Yeah. That's the, that's the KD. He was taking the ball to the basket. He was shooting. Well, he was defending. Uh, Bruce went with the three point guard lineup. Yep. And it really caused havoc on defense. We, they turned the ball over multiple times Yep. and, and KD was just fantastic. That's right. That's right. I agree. Uh, but yeah, I talk about Katie in that overtime, 12 points in that overtime. We talk about somebody that's just taken over the game. Simple, simple enough. Mm-hmm. I completely, completely took over. He went left side on maybe the first or second possession and put us up one. And then he made a three and then uh, we missed a shot. And then they just went the other way and Walker sent the, with a huge block, a chase down block off the backboard and Zepp threw or Zepp or Wendell threw it way up. Wendell. And uh, in the broadcast, you can see Jabari's at like mid court and Wendell throws it. And everybody thinks that in the broadcast, it's going to Jabari. No, us in the (laughs) arena saw KD who got knocked down 
and was getting up to go up, might as well just stay down for the offense. Mm-hmm. Standing yeah. right there, caught the ball, got the M1, and converted mm-hmm. it. Three possessions, completely changed the game, completely changed overtime. Eight points. And yep. won the game. It completely yeah. won the game. So, he, yeah, go ahead. He deserves a lot of credit for that game. Yeah. Because, because uh, they were doing everything they could to harass Jabari. That's, that's what teams are going to do. They're going to be as physical as, they, like as the referee will let them. Yeah, well, yeah, yes. But but they're, oh, they're grabbing, they're holding, they're doing everything they can, everything the officials will let go. And, and KD was like, they're not doing it to me. He drove in under control that first drive. He was on the right side of the court, drove across the lane, kind of up and under, layup, went in. Uh, and I think that sparked him. Because yep. the next time down, he was like, give me the ball. And it was no hesitation, three-pointer, nothing but net. Yep. And and he was off and running. Yep. And when he gets going like that, he is hard to deal with. You People forget, he was a top 40 recruit coming yep. out of high school. He was – he was right. him and Sharif were battling for the top spot in Georgia, Georgia for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, he's not a slouch. He can score. And he can defend. And we defended. And then Jabari put the capper on it. Look, I, I, I we'll, we'll get to Jabari in a second, but that dunk at the end of the game, you know, uh, I write for for Auburn Daily on uh, the Sports Illustrated, Auburn Sports Illustrated coverage at auburndaily.com. And uh, Mike G, who also writes there from the War Report, said in uh, in our chat, he was like, I'm going to write an article about how Jabari never dunks like two or three weeks ago. And at that point, I was like, yeah, he, I mean, he had the dunk against DL where he's wide open down the lane and tomahawked it. But uh, he just doesn't really – he had two dunks in this Mississippi State game where it was just like, oh. Yeah. The first one where he went baseline <laughs> and drove and uh, just the two-handed, ripped yeah. through two-hand dunk. I was like, well, that's a pro move, I, I yeah. literally. like. And then the dunk, the cap it off, the and one dunk in overtime with the – the final possession for Auburn, I, <laughs> dude, I I lost it. I lost yeah. it when I saw that because that's a that's a screw you, screw all y'all type of dunk. I'm I'm just better. Yep he he had, he had had enough. The game was over. He knew it was over. It was time to to put on the little show to to finish it off. Uh, went up one handed, got fouled on the baseline, and and crammed it through and. The best part of the whole dunk is watching the reaction of Jasper, yes. who's on the baseline, and, and he's just going crazy. Yeah. And KD sprints to the student section at the other end of the court. Like Jabari's calling him back after he after he goes as he's walking the free throw line so he can get a high five from. Him. But sprints and those two reaction as compared to Walker Kessler, who kind of went, yeah. I see this every day. I see that before. Well, I see this. The, the, this team just this all the, the personalities. Yeah. Well, the personalities of this team are great, and you see that in pregame, you see that in postgame, and in interviews, and on the sideline with reactions. And I mean, yeah. every one of these guys have awesome, awesome guys, awesome personalities. If you go back and you look at that clip of this dunk, and you just go back each time and watch a specific watch a person. Different guy. Yeah. Each time, it's just hilarious. Wendell hardly reacts at all. Yeah, he's like, "Well, you know, that's why I passed him the ball for." Yeah. <laughs> Zep goes ballistic. Zep is jumping before Jabari is dribbling. Yeah. 
KD kind of leans back as Jabari dunks it, and then just like you said, sprints to the Mississippi State shooting section. It's hilarious. You go watch Walker doesn't react at all. He gets the best view of this dunk. Yeah, it's right there. Right there, right there in the lane. If Jabari missed the dunk, Walker was going to put it back in. Because it was his man that fouled that that went over and fouled Jabari. Yeah, Yeah, it was Tolu Smith, Smith. I believe. Yeah, Yeah. it was. And (laughs) it doesn't react at all. You watch the bench guy. You watch guys like Stretch and Chris Moore and Dylan Carwell who are on the bench. Yeah, Hilarious, absolutely hilarious reaction. Oh, you, yeah. I completely recommend going back and looking back at all those that. guys. And That's fun. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's but let's talk about another guy. We kind of just mentioned him earlier. Walker, Walker Kessler only had four points in this game, ended with 10 rebounds, but only went two for four from the field. He came out in pregame with a shoulder brace on. Um, and I kind of got concerned immediately. And you kind of saw with it early, he showed a little bit of, uncomfort with mm-hmm. that with that left shoulder not his shooting shoulder but uh that's he, his yeah. blocking shoulder by the that's way that's his blocking shoulder exactly yeah. that's more that's way more important nah, to I me. Agree. um but you saw a little bit of uncomfortableness in that mm-hmm. shoulder and bruce said it in the after and after the game when it was asked about it he said yeah he tweaked it a little bit practice it's just more of a precautionary thing he should be fine he's just kind of working through it and i think uh, he got hit i think he got hit at tennessee he may, he may have may got dinged it. up at Tennessee. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, then yeah. and then re-entered it in practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about more of his shoulder and when we talk about the South Carolina game, but he looks a lot better. Uh as the mm-hmm. second player of the game against South Carolina, I was like, oh, his shoulder's fine. Uh, after the the poster dunk that he put yeah. that child on. Um yeah. but look, it I, I he looked uncomfortable. He finished mm-hmm. with 10 rebounds. I You'll take that from Walker. You, you want him to get more looks, but uh, obviously the game plan of this game was uh, a little bit a little bit away from Walker due to his shoulder. Yeah, and Jabari with twenty seven and ten. the the thing that the the thing that bothers me a little bit, and and I looked at you about midway through the second half. We were sitting up in the upper deck, and I said, if we can't get a rebound, we are not going to win this basketball game. And it still bothers me. It was with Tennessee and it was with Mississippi State. Mississippi State out rebounders 50 to 32. We had two guys get 10 boards. There's 20 of the 32. Nobody else got more than three. Uh, we need guards. Our big guards, Devin, uh, uh, Allen, Allen uh, KD, all these guys have got to rebound the basket. We have to have five guys going to the boards. Um, but we're trying to leak out. We're trying to get out so we can run. And, and we need to run. We're a good transition basketball team. But my goodness, we've got to be able to get secure a rebound. And it's it, our, our two bigs who can rebound really well, but they get too far up underneath the basket. And if it's a long rebound, they got no hope. And if you don't have guards at that second level, yeah. it's going to bite us. I hope it doesn't bite us now because everything's everything matters now yeah Um, we we did do better against south carolina we'll talk about that but but two straight games to lose rebounding by 30 rebounds yeah i guess almost 40 rebounds if you combine the two games because we're 23 down at uh tennessee and we were 18 down so 41 rebounds negative 
That's hard yeah. to win. And when you yeah, when you say you getting not getting the rebounds, we're not talking about getting offensive rebounds. Auburn only had Auburn had seven offensive rebounds in this game. And that's about you know seven yeah. to ten, about you know maybe upwards to fifteen, depending on your shots and you know what falls and what doesn't is about normal. You can't. That's the second straight game, Tennessee and Mississippi State, where you get about 21 offensive rebounds. It's not like that's a good rebounding cool. Mississippi State basketball team, but they sure looked like it against Auburn. Yeah, and and there are teams that are better. Like you said, there are teams that we're going to play that are better offensive rebounding teams. And uh, and if we don't learn how to get a defensive board, we're going to struggle. Yeah. Just stop leaking out. Everybody go to the board on the defensive end. Okay. Everybody. Yeah. And Wendell's a good rebounder for as little as he is. Yeah. But, but I mean, he had two. Uh, it's just, you, you got to be able to get, uh, get rebounds. Yeah. And, right. and, and let's talk about it. Sometimes our guards in this game were over penetrating and taking some bad shots. Uh, I have never seen Bruce Pearl and Stephen Pearl, by the way, go after a player <laughs> Like they went after the Wendell. Like they went after Wendell after he took a took a shot, a layup. We ended up getting the rebound and getting fouled. Zup got fouled. But it, again, if you go back and watch that play, oh, it's and watch Bruce and Steven, they're side by side yeah. and they look like twins. They do the exact same thing movements as they come out to go after Wendell yeah. Green. You don't take that shot. We don't yeah. need that shot. Yeah, we need time to go. And if you notice, the next time down the court, KD had a break, and he went, "No, no, no. yeah, I don't <laughs> I'm not going to get yelled at like that, <laughs> like that." Yeah. So exactly our guards right. have just got to make better decisions. They're shooting the ball better. They're going to make better decisions. I agree, and that that's not even. Yeah, I agree. That's not just the guards because when you say the guards, I think of yeah. KD and Zep and Wendell, but I completely put Devin and Allen in that situation because Allen struggled. I I don't understand. He was so bad in this game that he had that turnaround jumper that rolled around and in. That was a, that was a pretty move. That's a pretty shot. That's the Allen that we saw last year. That's the Allen that we expect to see. We expect to see improvement on that. He's just, he just doesn't look like he's there at all. And it's frustrating to watch, you know, because you you know the talent, you know the 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 want to is there from Allen, but it looks like it's all in his head. It looks like he's you know struggling to get his shot going, which is bothering him. And he nailed his first one at South Carolina, even though he missed the rest of his shots. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But I struggle, struggle to make decision making. And Devin is the same way with his shooting. Goes one of six in this game. He hit that one again, big one. It was big, huge one. A, a huge three to put us in front in the mm-hmm. game off the long uh, skip pass from Jabari. But one percent, there were many shots where I was just like, that's no, that's not a good no shot. Way. And he missed it. Mm-hmm. And that's not, especially in that, that corner on the, on the far side on the Auburn bench, he just kept shooting that shot. And that, that's he won't turn that shot down. He'll no, never turn that shot down. What, but he needs, yeah. he's got to, he's got to understand yeah. that there was, there's better looks you can get. And uh, with a guy like number 10 on the floor, there's always a better look. Mm-hmm. There's always a better look than what you can getting, unless it's a Walker Kessler dunk. I think there's a better look in, in Jamal. Yeah, it, 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 it's, I struggled with Allen. I so am rooting for Allen to, to make it better and to 
to find it because if he finds it, we're hard to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Flanagan going one for six for two points and one rebound and probably what three or four turnovers minimum two or yeah. three in a row. Yeah, uh, and just it's just like I we can't he can't get out of them. That's why I think Bruce went with that three point guard lineup because yeah, he, he can't put Allen in in the end of the game situation. He was alive, and he's got to figure that out. And yeah. whether he figures that out before the the SEC tournament or or next year, I don't know. But we need him to we need him to to play better. Cambridge is what he is. He's he's gonna keep shooting it mm-hmm. by the law of averages. Maybe some of them will start going in. I don't know, but okay. I, I wish he'd stop and do what he did. Uh, the uh, Mississippi State had a breakaway dunk. The guy hung from the rim, like pulled himself up and, and pulled his feet up to the backboard. This was and, a technical foul. And we threw the ball in and went down the court. And Wendell lobbed it to Devin for the one-hand baseline alley-oop. That's what he's got to do. That's what I want Devin doing. Yeah. And defending. That's what he's best at. And Good defender. Uh, he he uh, But he only had one rebound. Yeah. He's got to get he's eight or nine rebounds. Gotcha. I don't know if he has to get eight or nine. I think he has to get minimum five. And I think another guy like Flanagan has to get five. And I think Wendell has to Cardwell get Cardwell only had one. Cardwell had one. And he's Cardwell, got to have one that. Yeah. I, he had a good I game. Completely, but... completely agree. I, Cardwell has played Cardwell played great in both the yep. Mississippi State and South Carolina. We'll talk about him Absolutely. a little bit more against South Carolina. I think he had one of his best games. I think his best game this season was against Alabama in Coleman mm-hmm. Coliseum when Walker was in foul trouble just because of the circumstances he was thrown into. But he had hit a great game against South Carolina and a pretty dang good game against Mississippi State. You know, he only had six – he had six points, three for three from the field, only had that one rebound, but he was plus nine in his 16 yeah. minutes. That That is, like, was good. big. Like, that was yeah big in a game that went to overtime. And he didn't Absolutely. play it overtime. So, um, no, it, it was really, really, really big. Um, but we're going to do player of the game real quick for this Mississippi State game. I think it's easy. I think it's simple. Uh, well, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't, maybe. I'll go different. Um, you two, you pick yours. Okay. I'll go different. All right. All right. Because you because there's two. Yeah. And that's it. Um, and everybody knows the two that we're talking about. But then we'll go ahead and start talking about the, the South Carolina game that happened um, on Saturday. But uh, Wednesday night's uh, MVP – I'm going to go with Jabari Smith, mm-hmm. nine of 13. Yeah. yeah, he had 13 shots. He had 27 points on 13 shots. He was six of seven from the free throw line, three for five from three, has 10 rebounds, has zero turnovers and two assists. Here's the, yeah. here's the difference. I heard the guys on a Carolina podcast talking about uh, Paolo Banchero last night. Uh-huh. He had 21 points. On 23 shots, Jabari had 27 points on 13 shots. Yeah, his efficiency numbers are are just stupid. That's yes, he's he's uh, a good choice for player of the game. I'll go with KD. Uh, yeah. and, and I guess I should instead of player of the game is probably player of overtime. Uh, <laughs> but we don't win that game without KD doing what he did. Right, we just don't. He had 14 <laughs> points, 12 of those in overtime. Uh, had two rebounds, three assists, uh, was five of five from the stripe. Yeah. Um, I, we don't win the game unless KD does what he just did, what he did that night. That's right. So That's I right. think both of them are good choices, but I agree. Let's yeah. move on. 
Yeah, let's go ahead and move on to Saturday's game at noon where Auburn won the outright uh, championship and cut the nets down against South Carolina in the newly named Neville Arena. Um, they won this game by a score of 82 to 71 and uh, to improve to 27 and four and 15 and three in the conference to win the conference. Um, look, look, Auburn looked like they were in control this entire game. It didn't, even when South Carolina went on a little run to cut the lead from 19 to 10, I I wasn't worried at all. Uh, it just looked like, it, again, completely, complete in control for Auburn to end out undefeated at home, at 16-0 at home, one of three teams in the SEC to do to do that right there, which is absurd. Yeah, the- the top four teams in the SEC have lost one home game, and that was uh, Arkansas lost to Vanderbilt when in the Arkansas SEC. was playing terrible in the SEC. Yeah. One, one game lost at home between those four teams. That Because uh, they lost I, to Hofstra great year. earlier in the year. Right? Yeah, well, again, I don't understand <laughs> that. But I'm like you, I felt, uh, do I always get nervous when it, the league gets cut down to five or seven? Sure. Uh, did I always figure that we would win that game? Yep, I did. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've never felt like, oh, no, we're going to lose it. I thought we were going to lose at Mississippi State. I thought we were not rebounding well. They were scoring. We couldn't get a stop. But it was, it was this game, the South Carolina game, that the guy on the TV said, uh, when Auburn goes through a drought, their defense is good enough to make you go through the drought with them. Yeah. And, and the, you can't make up ground on them. Yep. And, dude, Zepp Jasper, Cuisinart or whatever that kid's name, number five, is going to see Zepp Jasper in his sleep. Yeah, and Cuisinart had a great had a great, great basketball player. game. He's a great player. He was a senior, 22 yeah. points. Um, but I agree, he's going to see Zepp in his nightmare. I, Zepp uh, played unbelievable defense. Zepp is such a good defender, and he's so quick. And and is constant motion. So uh, I, I I thought Zep played a great game. Zep ended up with seven points and had a couple boards. Uh, talk about the rebounds. Uh, you you mentioned Cambridge needing to five or six. He had four in this game. Yeah. Better. Uh, Cardwell had five. Um, Flanagan had four rebounds. Uh, Kessler had six. Jasper had two. Uh, Green had two. Uh, Smith had six, then Johnson had three. That that's, that's our guards rebounding. Johnson, Jasper, and Green and Flanagan are rebounding in this game. Yeah, that's a difference. That helps, Huge. changes everything. Auburn and we made ten threes. Out rebounded in this game by one. South Carolina out rebounds by one. Uh, uh, Stevenson had eight rebounds. There were a few that just like popped to him. Oh, I was yeah. like, okay, whatever. Um, but no, in this game, we 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 said earlier, and I know what you're laughing at. I know what you're laughing at. We, and I I wrote this down because I wanted to talk about that too. And yeah, let's go ahead and talk about. It. Okay, so there's reports, and I wasn't at this game. You know, we were at the Mississippi State game. We I was not at the the South Carolina game. A lot of people were saying that uh, that Eric Stevenson, the number ten for South Carolina, a good great year. Went three of eight, really three shooter. had thirteen points in this game and eight boards. I was was trash talking with some Auburn students in the jungle, 
and uh, one, one particular one uh, particular uh, edge rusher, Derek Hall, I, yes. and uh, apparently was said to Derek Hall that uh, to meet him after the game outside. I don't think that's the guy you want to run into, Mister Stevenson. I I would not want to uh, run. I would be behind Derek Hall. <laughs> so so I rewatched it today. I rewatched the game today. And I had seen the Twitter uh, discussion of how Derek Hall was getting ready to come out onto the floor after yeah. this kid. He was standing on his chair to talk to Stevenson. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Stevenson, which one's Stevenson? Wait, number 10 is Stevenson? He was going to – there was a play. He either hit – I think he hit a three right there in front of Derek Hall, second mm-hmm. half, right there where Derek Hall's standing. And obviously Derek said something to him and Stevenson said something running back and they focused the camera on Stevenson and Stevenson pointed towards his locker room and you could see him go after, after. He said it a couple times and I was like, what the, do you not know who that dude is? He's as tall as you are and probably outweighs you by 50 pounds and it's not an ounce of fat on Derek Hall's body. And it, and it, to the point where a couple of the, it looked like a couple of the adults that sit on that front row right there in front of the student section actually tried to calm Derek Hall down. And, and it looked like Derek kind of didn't say anything for the rest of the game. He, he kind of had it, his arms full. I watched it. kind of had his arms folded for the rest of the time. And, and you could tell he was like, I could just break that dude in half. <laughs> And he could have. You don't. First of all, you never listen to the crowd when you're playing basketball. If you listen and respond to the crowd, they are just going to get louder. Yeah, they're just going to get Especially more. Especially the jungle, man. Oh man, <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, kid's a good ball player. Maybe not the most intelligent kid I've ever seen in my life. Hey, Auburn fans! I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2C network.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. Look, I I am on a Derek Hall high because as, as I said earlier, I write for the uh, for AuburnDaily.com and their Sports Illustrated coverage, and I uh, 
Last week I wrote an article on the edge rushers and about a lot of it was about Derek Hall and him coming back for his, uh, his senior year is huge. I want you, I want Eric Stevenson to go ask the Alabama left tackle if he really <laughs> wants to meet Derek Hall outside, because I guarantee that Alabama left tackle does not want to meet Derek Hall outside and neither does Bryce Young, the eventual Heisman winner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can guarantee you that left tackle does. <laughs> He got but, enough of Derek Hall in November. Exactly. In, the, in the Iron Bowl, yes. Yeah. Well, Look, that Holy was funny. But we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more about the game. Um, just like we said earlier when we were talking about Walker Kessler, sure looked better. His shoulder looked completely better. Ended up with uh, 11 points and six boards in this game. Had a few blocks. Look, that second play of the game, where Jabari got the ball in the baseline in the short corner area. And then passed it to Walker. And I was like, what is Walker going to do with it? Like pass it out because he was kind of high. It didn't really look like he could. It was it was like a tweener between a floater or a jump shot. And I was like, oh, I don't really want Walker doing that. And no. Walker just said, no, I'm just going to take two hands. I'm going to reach as long as I can with my wingspan and my height. And I'm just going to cram it on whoever tries to get in between me and the bucket. That's what he did. They did. I and they did broke my chair. in the bucket. I about broke my chair and, and it, because what or somebody had just hit a three and we got to stop. And then that happened. I was just like, Oh, we're the SEC champions. This somebody, is over. Somebody just hit a three. Alan Flanagan had just, Oh, hit a Alan three. Flanagan hit Come a three. On, you gotta give him credit. He drilled one. Yeah. But, but one for but one yeah, for three that, this game. That, uh, that dunk was, it, it was all Walker. It was all, I'm longer. I'm more athletic. And if you touch me, I'm going to the free throw line, although his free throws have suffered recently. But uh, but that was just, yeah, it looked like his shoulder was fine on that one. <laughs> and then not long after that, Leor Berman got a steal and threw it to him standing under the basket. And instead of turning around, he just went up backwards and dunked it over the, over his head and i was like god i wish i could do that because it looked you know, like he didn't even struggle i don't do i don't that. think i've ever laughed at a dunk more than <laughs> that dunk oh, right yeah. there because you saw walker understand where he was when he got the ball and understand how much work it would take to turn around and dunk <laughs> yeah. it so he just took it looked up saw the rim was right above him and just barely put it in and hung from the rim for a little bit and I don't, yeah, I don't think I've laughed more at a dunk uh, than, than that one right there. It, it was great. So, yeah, Walker's shoulder looking a lot better. Goes five for 13 this game. Hit that big three early. I thought he was going to hit another three in the early second half, but uh, ended with 11 points and six boards. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the other guy that completes this best front court in the country. Jabari Smith continues to – wow us i i think i'll say uh, i think if there's a word that is more uh that's bigger than wow i'd use that but i can't think of it at the top of my top of my head 21.6 rebounds eight for eight from the free throw line and three for three from three but he's got to shoot more than three threes if he's making three for three um got fouled on one of them got fouled on one of them, an incredible four-point play uh and we'll talk about kind of the shooting not number but balance I think because I look, Jabari had three threes. He made all, all three. KD had seven threes. And KD had a fantastic basketball game. He struggled early. He struggled to get it going once he mm-hmm. made that uh, elbow jumper. He, he was fine. Sorry, he had 18 rolling, yeah. points. Yeah. Jabari, Jabari's got to shoot more than three threes. And I don't think KD needs to shoot seven threes. I think KD needs to be shooting three or four. And Jabari needs to be shooting eight or nine. 
I agree. I um, agree. Uh, look, and I, the announcer, I, I wish I could remember his name. It's the color guy. He played at Tennessee for Bruce Pearl. He came up with a stat, and I don't know. Uh, he said he counted. I'm sure he didn't. But he the stat was Jabari has made 93 shots in SEC play with 96 dribbles. That is Clay Thompson. Yeah. That's Clay Thompson. That's that is a dumb statistic. Yeah. The fact that he's made 93 shots, he's only had to put the ball in deck 96 times. He made a three-pointer early in this game coming off a screen at the top of the key that he was facing Frank Martin when he jumped. Frank yeah. Martin's the South Carolina coach. He was facing him, jumped, turned in the air with a hand in his face and drilled right. the three. And it was like, oh. Wow, that's yeah. just not fair. His next three, yeah, and his next three was a transition three. And I don't know if yes. this man got screened, but he's never been more open on a transition no. three. And I was like, you know, South Carolina, I know y'all haven't – they've been playing well as of recent, but I know y'all haven't had the best season, but it might be a little smarter to pick up number 10. Well, all you got to do is watch them film. Jabari <laughs> loves that shot. Yeah, he loves the transition one dribble pull up right there at the top in the slot or at the top yeah. of the key. And yes, I think his man kind of got screened off. I think it was Zep that was just run, not trying to set a screen. Mm-hmm. I think the guy just got screened off by it. And Jabari's like, yeah, nobody's going to guard me. Really? And Jabari's the type guy that if nobody guards him, I think it pisses him off. Yeah. Excuse it. Because he's like, you don't respect me enough to guard me? Watch. Bang. And then they guarded him so hard that they fouled him, and he still he still made it. Which is it's just, unbelievable. And then he proceeded to tell the entire South Carolina bench about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, He'll run his mouth. Fun. Yeah, he will. Yeah, he will. He's got that swagger. He's got that that, uh, that uh, uh, the, the respect that he, that he wants from others. And if he doesn't get it, or if he feels like he's not getting enough of it, he'll, he'll make you respect him. So, uh, yeah, a great game. I, player of the game for this one, I think it's Jabari. I think as many times as he needs to solidify himself as the number one pick in the NBA draft, he will do it. I think Chet Holmgren is getting bullied in the uh, West Coast Conference or whatever that they're in, which is they ridiculous. They play tomorrow night. They play San Francisco, by the way, tomorrow night in the semifinals. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, I think Paulo Bencaro, just like we referenced earlier, got exposed by Leaky Black in the uh, and by Armando Baycott in the North Carolina Duke game. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been as consistent as Smith they, either. They actually put Manic on him some. Yeah, Brady played. Manic right did Brady a good job right on it because yeah. because they had the guy that went off against them in Carolina, and they put Leaky on that guy. Yeah. And he was non-existent. So, yeah, I, Ben Charles, look, it all comes down to what the first team in the NBA draft needs. Yeah. If they need a, if they need a long, skinny stick, they'll get homegrown. If they need a guy that needs 23 shots to get 20 points, they can take Ben yeah. Or they can get a guy like Smith who gets 21 points on 12 shots. He took 12 shots. He has 21 points, eight of eight from the free throw line. That look ever since ever since he had that one game where he missed like two free throws. Yeah, uh, and he, he they said, "What's your dad gonna say? He's gonna say I shoot free throws like Shaquille?" 
Yeah. Um, ever since then, I think he's missed one free throw since. Yeah. So, but can, can we bring up what Wendell's game? I think Wendell had. Wendell. A, I think Wendell had one of those games where it's good to see him get back in the rhythm. And that's going to affect him into the SEC tournament because he had 10 points and seven assists in this game. I, I think he had one of the better games as well did Cardwell. I think both of them had just mm-hmm. fantastic great. games, that, not great stat sheet games like Smith and like KD or even a guy like Kessler. But uh, Wendell and Cardwell both had great games and due to the eye test and, you know, my bias towards both of those guys. I love both of those guys. I love all these guys. But um, I agree. Wendell, not incredibly efficient. A three for seven. That's he's never going to be solid. Efficient. That's solid because yeah, he's shooting 80 feet. Yeah, I agree. Sure. I think the only downside about his game against South Carolina was three for five from the free throw line. He's like an 82% free throw shooter. He's oh, got to be the number one free throw shooter in the, in the SEC. In yeah, the he's got to be better than that. Yeah. And the stupid announcer said that, and he missed one. And he it's missed, a, I know. It's a yeah. jinx. But here's what I noticed about Wendell Green. Wendell Green is a score first point guard. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that wants to shoot the ball 10, 12, 15 times and make three or four of them. Yep. But what Wendell did against South Carolina was totally different he would get by his man, get his man on his hip and dribble into the lane and wait and be patient. And if he does that, it changes, it changes everything. Yeah. Because what he can do now is he can make that little 12 or 15 foot jumper. If the big guy doesn't come out on him and he yeah. showed it, if the big guy does come out on him, he's the a good enough passer and ball handler that he doesn't have to hurry. He can make the passes that he needs to, or he can get around them. So right. he showed a lot. I think Wendell changed his game from Mississippi State, where I think he overpenetrated and got himself in trouble, to this game where he penetrated under control and never got in trouble and was able to make passes and make shots. And I thought, was it his best game scoring-wise? Absolutely not. He can light it up when he's going from three. But if he will be patient and look for people He's still going to get a shot, but he had two more alley oop passes that were fantastic to Cardwell. Both both those passes are just right, yeah. were just great. But he does he didn't over penetrate and get himself in trouble, and I really like that. I don't see I don't have the number of turnovers. Did he turn the ball over? Let me check. I can check live on air right now. He did not. He had seven assists and zero seven assists and turnovers. zero turnovers. Best game I've seen him play. Yeah, I I, I didn't score. I completely agree with that. He is the second highest plus minus behind Jabari. Uh, Jabari had plus thirteen. Wendell had plus twelve in just his twenty two minutes. Um, yeah, I, I think if you see a little bit more efficient shooting from him, especially from the free throw line, yeah, that that's the window that you want. That's the window you're going to yeah. need come yep. this week and next week and on. Well, so, and uh, and it's a guy that obviously can take coaching. He got coached Wednesday night. Oh, yeah, he, did. He, he got coached. If that's what you want to call it. And, and, and a, there are a lot of guys that are, that are playing at this level that if they get coached like that, we'll go into a shell and we'll say, well, forget you. I'll just do it on my own. Yeah. He obviously did not because you have 10 points or whatever and seven assists and zero turnovers. That's what you need from Wendell Green right now. 
So great job, Wendell Green. I see is he Wendell. your player of the game? I'll 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 put him as my player of the game. Sure, I'm gonna go with Jabari again. Yeah. I, the dude is different when he's on the floor. Obviously, he makes the impact. I think we picked the two that made the biggest impact in this game. Even though I love KD, I think KD had a great game. Yeah, I, I think Jabari's the player of the game. Only played 29 minutes, only shot three threes. I think both of those numbers need to go up. Both of those numbers. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but we will we will transition here and end the regular season. We are the SEC champs. <laughs> How about that? We win the share. SEC outright. We don't have to share, as said by the Auburn team as they were cutting the nets down. We ain't sharing <laughs> blank. So, yeah. uh, but we will. Let me, we will preview the SEC tournament. What we're going to do is uh, kind of look at some of the matchups that Auburn could have in the days that they can be on, and, uh, and then we'll do our predictions for the, for the tournament. And then we'll kind of talk about uh, the, the seeding lines for the NCAA tournament and uh, what we could see, where we could see Auburn a week from when we were recording this on, su- on Selection mm-hmm. Sunday. So uh, let's talk about this tournament bracket. I think it's very interesting and very – a few few things about the tournament. It's being played in Tampa. It's the first time it's been a while it's been in Tampa. It's normally in Nashville. Kind of Tampa's dumb. Kind of weird. It's a, it's a dumb – yeah. Kind of weird. I don't agree with it, but, but whatever. Um, an interesting fact to, to, to remember in this game, Auburn is the only SEC team in this SEC tournament that has played in that arena, Amalai mm-hmm. Arena, this season. They went and mm-hmm. played there when they went to UCF and won at UCF, UCF early USF. early. In, that's what I meant, USF. USF. That's what I meant. Yep. Um, but uh, that's something to remember. You think about shooting Smart. lines, you think about, yeah, Bruce is a genius. So, But the, I think this tournament – also lines up very interesting for the Auburn Tigers. Auburn, the, the game start on March 9th on Wednesday. You get Ole Miss and Missouri and then Georgia and Vandy. You get the, the poverty of the league uh, starting then. I, I will not be watching that. I don't have any interest in watching those games. Oh, I'll watch them just because they're <laughs> SEC tournament games. Oh, not, unless can't. there's another tournament. watch island. Ole Miss and Missouri and then Georgia and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt yeah, they were Scotty Pippen will go for 80 in that game. They were advertising in our game that the next game coming up was Georgia at Missouri. And I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't bad. watch that one. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll go take yeah. a break before the Carolina do get That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, but no, and then on Thursday, March 10th, there's some really interesting games. Obviously, the one that Auburn will be paying most attention to, mm-hmm. the first game of the day will be Florida and Texas A&M. The winner of that game will play Auburn on March More 11th 90s. on Friday. Look, and then you I'm also have for the winner. Aggies. Yeah. And you also have the winner of Ole Miss Missouri play against LSU right after that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you'll have – uh, Mississippi State and South Carolina, the two teams that Auburn played last in the regular season, go at each other. Um, and then you'll have the winner of Georgia and Vandy, which I'll go ahead and say Vandy will be playing uh, against Alabama. I want Georgia to win just so they can beat Alabama. Beat Alabama. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Save Tom Crean's job. That, that would be interesting right there. Tom but Crean, the winner of that will play Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about Auburn's draw in this as they were the one seed, they'll play the winner against Florida against Florida and Texas A&M. I, I think Florida will win this game. With it being in Tampa, I think there will be more Gators there. That it just, you know, it's, it's a neutral site floor, but I think this will be a Florida crowd. Um, 
I think Florida's the better team. I think they're playing better, even though they're a seed lower. Uh, after Texas A&M's really good start to the SEC season, uh, they kind of you know fell off. In Auburn's matches against both Texas A&M and then the two against Florida, it obviously favors the one against Texas A&M. I would much, much rather play the Aggies in this game. I know you you agree because I don't like the matchup with with Castleton and Auburn. I don't like I don't Tyler either. Appleby being on the other side. You know, when we went to Florida, he could shoot it out of his tail and make it. I I do think. Auburn is better by far better than both of these teams. Yeah. You know, we beat both these teams at least once. I, you know, we went one Should've one against Florida. Florida. Look, we had the sloppiest game I think I've ever watched as an Auburn basketball fan. Again, we just completely threw it out of bounds probably 10 times, had like 20 turnovers in that game. So I think we beat ourselves in that game more than Florida beat us. I think we'll be fine. Whoever wins this game, obviously, I would rather for Texas A&M to win. And I know you agree. Yeah, I, I don't want I don't like our matchup with Castleton. He is uh he's I really don't like the kid, but uh he's he's made Walker look bad twice. Yeah. Um but yeah, it, in Gainesville, if we don't turn the ball over 20 times, we win that one going away with with ease. Yeah. And it's not in Gainesville. So, yeah. uh although A&M has been playing better recently, I think A&M's got a chance to beat them. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. We'll do predictions here in a little bit. Yeah. And then the winner of the uh, Ole Miss, Missouri, and uh, the winner of that plays against LSU. And the winner of that game will play against Arkansas because they are the four seed. And on Auburn's side of the bracket, the winner of Auburn and Florida A&M will go play the winner of the Arkansas and whoever uh, comes out of that. Mm-hmm. So, and then on the other side of the bracket, you've got, you know, the, obviously Vandy and Alabama and Georgia. The, the winner of those will play against Kentucky, who's three seed. And then the winner of Mississippi State and South Carolina will play Tennessee, who's the two seed in the bracket, which on, on the other side. And uh, the winner of all of those will meet in the championship on uh, on March 13th. Sunday. Um, on Sunday, Selection Sunday. On March 12th is the semifinals. It's just games every day. And just like we saw in 2019 – uh, just like we saw in 2019 where uh, Auburn just went on a run as the five seed as we were in LSU spot where we played, mm-hmm. you know, we played Missouri first and we played South Carolina, who was the four seed at the time. And then we played Florida, who had beaten the one seed at LSU and uh, beat them off Jared Harper. It was unbelievable. And mm-hmm. uh, then the made Tennessee. everything we wanted to against Tennessee in the SEC championship game. You got to do that, but only have three games to do that. Um mm-hmm. In all, uh, as in Tampa, seed. as the one seed, uh, we're gonna go ahead and do predictions because, um, you know, why, why not? And we'll, yep. we'll, you know, it's gonna be a lot about predictions. This podcast will be a lot about predictions the next few times, because um, we'll probably just wait until after Sunday is completely over to record again. Um, that yep. way, we'll we'll know all three games in the SEC tournament because we are gonna win the whole thing, and. Uh, and uh, we'll know what draw we have in the NCAA tournament. But um, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, Ole Miss and Missouri. I think that's a. T- I think that could be a toss up. Who do you got? I, I'd take Ole Miss. I'd take Ole Miss too. I agree. I agree. Okay. I think Ole Miss will play LSU after Florida and A&M. Uh, Georgia against Vandy. It's not happening. It's, that's Vanderbilt. It's Vanderbilt. Scotty Pippen mm-hmm. will score however many points he wanted mm-hmm. to. 
and uh, Vanderbilt will win that game. They will go on to play Alabama on Thursday as well. So Florida and AM, I have Florida winning the game. I, I think it depends on what Gator team shows up. I think it very easily could depend on what Aggie team shows up. Look. So I'll take I'll take AM on that one. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Florida. I guess okay. we both have we both have Ole Miss in LSU. The winner of that will play Arkansas. Yeah. LSU. I'm gonna go with LSU as well. I think um the win against Alabama on uh on Saturday mm-hmm. could could explode them in the SEC tournament. I don't think I don't think they win more than one one or two games uh with the matchup with Arkansas. I don't see how they're not a good matchup against Arkansas at all. They had them beat. They had them beat last week. Yep. And and, and Jalen Williams started flopping all over the floor like a yeah. dead fish. Yeah. And they called it. If they don't call that, LSU wins that game in Arkansas. In Fayetteville, yeah. Yeah. So let's go to Mississippi State, South Carolina. Mississippi State, South Carolina, both teams that I said earlier, both teams that Auburn finished with in the regular season and both teams Auburn beat. Um, I think South Carolina is playing better basketball right now. Mississippi State got um, – didn't they get handled on Saturday? I'm, I'm blanking right now on who they played against. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't think they won. I think South Carolina is playing better basketball overall. I think I trust South Carolina and Frank Martin in that game more. I'm going to go with USC. All right. I'll take Mississippi State just because of the the kid, the big kid down low that totally was so smooth. good against us. Okay. And, and see if Molinar can get going. So just okay. to be different. We both have Vandy beating Georgia. That means um, it will be – Alabama against Vanderbilt, which will be just an ugly game to watch. I, you know, but either either that either Vandy or Georgia wins that game. I don't. I'm not watching that. Um, so the winner of Alabama, Vandy and Alabama will play against Kentucky. I think it's Alabama. I think all it's Alabama. JQ or Jaden Shackelford. All they got to do is get hot one game, and uh, yeah, they're not. Whatever Alabama team shows up. Look, they're either going to lose or they're going to play us in the SEC championship. They're going to lose first round. Or they're going to play us. The, there's no in between with that Alabama team. Uh, yeah. All right. So, I would so take, I'd take Alabama there too. So I, and I'm going to ask. We're just going to ask this because now we get into where on Thursday where Auburn plays and all the other top four seeds play. Friday. They got the double bye for Friday. That's what I was, that's what I meant. Friday. So you have Texas A&M playing against Auburn. I have Florida playing against Auburn. You, we both have LSU playing against Arkansas. You have Mississippi State playing against Tennessee. And I have South Carolina playing against Tennessee. And we both have Alabama playing Kentucky. Is there okay. any upsets that you see in that bracket? Or do you see all chalk where you see Auburn and Arkansas and Tennessee and Kentucky? I, I think Auburn will win. Um, I think the upset that could happen is the LSU-Arkansas. Yeah. That's a five versus four. They just played. And like I said, LSU beat had him beat. Yep. Jalen Williams started flopping all over the floor, and and then and they made enough noise. By the way, LSU fans did. I think that it changed the way the officials called the Arkansas Tennessee game. And Jalen Williams got in foul trouble because he flopped twice. Mm-hmm. And and if they call him for that in these games, uh, Arkansas will struggle. Yep. Note is fantastic. He's one of the best players in the league. Yep. But but if if you get Jalen Williams in foul trouble, I, and they're not in Bud Walton, I I I'll go ahead and be different and say that LSU will will come out of that bracket. Okay. And we'll play right. LSU 
in the semis. And then and you Tennessee have Tennessee, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to have it go in chalk. I'm going to have Arkansas winning that game. I, I okay. really, really like J.D. Note. If there's a player that mm-hmm. I like most uh, in the SEC that is not wearing an Auburn basketball uniform, it's him. I, I, I love his game. Um, really good. <laughs> yeah. He'd be a great Auburn transfer next year. If you yes, he would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So would Tevin um, Brown from Murray State. Murray State, State the grad transfer. Yeah, I'd love that. All right, so now you have Auburn versus LSU, and I have Auburn versus Arkansas in the semis, and we both have Tennessee against Kentucky. I think this is – I think Auburn wins whoever that is. I think yeah. a revenge game against Arkansas would be amazing. I'd really, I think it'd be I'd really like that. I'd really like that more than the LSU game because I want to prove that we can beat Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, but but I don't know. I, I think I think either way it'll be fun. I agree. I agree. I think Auburn wins the game no matter who that is. Yep. And I think I think Kentucky beats Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee beat Kentucky in Knoxville just just what last weekend, two weekends ago, couple weekends, and weekend before we went there. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, it just didn't it didn't look like that Kentucky team wanted to be there. If the Kentucky team that played against Auburn. Or Kentucky Florida. team that has played, yeah, has, has shown – played against Florida, and they're healthy, they could run through this SEC tournament. And Wait a minute. They you can sound run, like they a Kentucky dive. fan. <laughs> they really could. They, they're, they're built healthy. to do it. They're built yes, to do they're, it. They're very good. I think they have to do it to get a one seed in the NCAA return. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But I think Kentucky wins the game and moves on to the championship against Auburn. I do too. I, I I want to pick Tennessee because I really want to beat Tennessee, um, and I don't want to play Kentucky again. Uh, it, it, it's going to be a good game, and if if we've made it to the championship game, then I think we're playing pretty well, and and it'll be fun to watch uh, a rematch with Kentucky. I think I, uh, I think Kessler got the best of Sheboy in that game at Auburn, um, and and you know it didn't count because Ty Ty got hurt. But. That's right. Whatever. That's right, and we don't know what the because uh, I'm not a Kentucky basketball fan, nor am I a Kentucky basketball follower, because apparently the world does not revolve around them, and Kentucky fans do not know that. So <laughs> we, I do not know the injury status of both Sabia Wheeler and uh, Ty Ty Washington. But, both played Saturday. Okay, yeah, both both of those guys are absolutely crucial to this Kentucky oh, team's yeah. success because they're not that deep. They really are not that deep. And they're really top-heavy. And, yes, Sheway is the SEC Player of the Year. And, yes, he is maybe the National Player of the Year due to the numbers he's putting up. Mm-hmm. But just like you said, I think Kessler got the better of him in the matchup at Auburn where the students were camping out for the first time. And uh, I think a matchup between those two, both on more than three-game win streak, I think would be fantastic. I think it'd be yeah. a great game on a neutral side floor if both teams are healthy and Wheeler and Washington are back. Um, I think Auburn wins, though, if if that's the case. I would also love to see Tennessee beat Kentucky because that would mean I would have three straight revenge tour games to win the SEC tournament yeah. with Florida, Arkansas, and Tennessee, the three teams that we lost to in the regular yeah. season. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I'd love to be able to beat Tennessee I think because be I think we're too. better than them, too. I do, too. Um, so both both of both of us have an Auburn win in the SEC tournament. Of course, you know yep. this is a different different game now. It is 
it, the SEC tournament is a one or go home, but it's it's it is not one and you're done. It is one and go home. So if we lose, it's not the end of the world for Auburn. The man would be huge to go and dominate this league. Um, and you would guarantee yourself a number one seed. We're going to take that segment right into it to talking about predictions for where Auburn ends up in the NCAA tournament. Look, there, I think there's two guaranteed one seeds right now. I think there's two locks. That's Gonzaga and Baylor. I think no matter what they do in their conference tournaments, they are the one seeds. I don't know why, but that's how it is. That's what everybody is saying. So it that's is what it is, yeah. Um, I think Arizona and Auburn are the other two. I don't know what order you put those two in. I think it really depends on what Arizona does in the Pac-12 and what Auburn does in the SEC tourney. So, I mean, it just depends. You've got to be able to you've got to be able to win when you're when it's pressure. And Auburn's mm-hmm. shown that they've been really good on neutral site floors. You know, the only loss on the neutral site floor was the, the double, double overtime loss to UConn yeah. in the Bahamas. So the Arizona, uh, the 16-point loss to Colorado still stings with me. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how you do that. But uh I think Auburn's better in Arizona. And the four other teams that I've written down. Are, are Kansas. I think Kansas would have to blow through the Big 12 tournament to get yeah, a one seed. Gotta win the Big 12 and I think, think they would need help from a Florida to knock Auburn down mm-hmm. or help from somebody in the Pac-12 to knock Arizona down. Um, I think that's the only other one unless Kentucky completely wipes through this SEC tournament and dominates every single game and Auburn loses in the first round. I think they can stick into that last number one spot over a team like Auburn or over a team like Arizona. Um Duke, I think Duke is a, a two after that loss to North Carolina. They're not, they're not in the conversation. Yeah. And I wrote Wisconsin down, and I just saw that they <laughs> lost to Nebraska. So, no. Let me, let me just – the only thing about Kentucky that I would, I, I would arg, not necessarily argue, but they're the three seed in SEC. They're not yeah. even a two seed in the SEC. So, I think it's going to be very hard to put them on the one bar. I agree. Uh, Yes, they can blow everybody out, but I don't see them doing. They didn't blow Florida out this past weekend, so I don't think they're going to go in and just wipe them. They're not that type of a team. I agree. Um, so I, I, I think it's. I think you're right. It's Gonzaga and Baylor. I don't understand either one of those really, but okay. Um, Arizona's loss to Colorado was horrible. They also lost in Knoxville uh, yep. earlier on in the year. Um, so uh, they're okay. Um, they, when I say they're okay, matchup wise against Auburn, they're probably one of the tougher matchups with Auburn. Um, the uh, Duke is not going to be a one seed. No, uh, I know they want to because it's Coach K's final tournament, but <laughs> it's not. It's how it not. Works. <laughs> um, and and I think Auburn. I think if Auburn wins one game, uh, they beat Florida or A and M. Uh, I think that you got, I think you've got to put them on the one line because yeah. I think they're there now. Kansas is not there. Kansas, Kansas, I think you're right. Has to win the big 12 after losing to TCU last week. Yep. I, I think they've got to win the big 12. And only beating there. Texas needing overtime to beat Texas. To beat Texas. In yeah. field house the other night. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And um, if you put them on the one line, Kentucky's going to go, uh, we went to Allen field house and beat and them by like 80. Yeah. So <laughs> that's dumb. Yeah. So, uh, but Kansas, look, Kansas is a good team. Their big guy's good. McCormick. He's yeah. big, strong, can play, and they've got a shooter that didn't make a shot against the only problem against with McCormick Texas. is all uh, the only game I've watched of David McCormick is uh, mm-hmm. 
the game that we beat them in the second round, and Anthony Macklemore tore him to shreds. He's Anthony Macklemore was just better. He's, he's better than that now. And then they've got Abu Jabi or whatever his name is that he didn't make a shot against Texas, which was Literally weird. He didn't make a shot. It went 0 for 10. Weird. Because yeah. he's a better player than that. Uh, he's like the big so, 12 player of the year, and he yeah. went 0 for 10. Yeah, yeah. Bad. but we will we will go ahead and get out of here. This was a mega mega podcast. This was the longest podcast that I've ever done on this <laughs> on this network. Which how long, a, how long we got? How it was a fun one. I have no idea. Poor Kyle has to edit this. I don't. I don't even know. Um, Enjoy. It, hopefully, Kyle. we didn't make it too bad. But um, uh, we, we'll go ahead and get out of here. We will be back to discuss uh, where Auburn lines up in the NCAA tournament and to recap the SEC tourney. Uh, hopefully Sunday night we'll probably be getting getting that on a Monday morning next Monday morning. Um, Favorite time of year. This is Favorite. an amazing time of week. year. Enjoy I love it this week. Watch this week and next week is so much fun. Watch the smaller tournaments. Watch Murray State last night win their tournament. By the way, they're thirty and two. Uh, thirty and two. One of those losses is to us. Uh, watching some of these like the OVC and the Big South and the. They're fun to watch. By the way, watch them because those are the first round opponents. Yeah, that, yeah. That you can see a team that you can. Yeah, who the sixteen and fifteen seeds are. Yeah, those so, lower those lower majors, and then you can see a mid uh, a higher mid major in the second round if you wanted to, yep. with the eight nine being after you hit the sixteen if you hit the one line. So don't we'll go ahead and get out of here. Things. Oh, please yep. don't. That'd be awful. Don't put Murray on our thing. <laughs> Uh, we'll go ahead and get out of here. If you want to find all things that we do on the network, you can find us on the YouTube channel, the E2C Network YouTube channel. Kyle does all kinds of great stuff, you know, post game and, and videos and, and live streams and all kinds of great stuff there. Or you can find us on Twitter at E2C underscore network. You can find uh, my dad on Twitter at I-A-M-C-T-O, I-A-M-C-T-O. Or you can find me on Twitter at Gray Oldenburg or on Instagram at grayo21 we will we will get out of here enjoy this time of year it's fun we're eagle we're eagle Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.